Oh, I start it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Hey there, folks. I'm Isaac, and I have four gym bat, maybe five gym badges. I actually, I have, I have gym badges. Okay, and I'm Claire, and I have a Pokemon named Jerry. And this is make, make that, that game. game, where we pitch the latest, the greatest new video game ideas that aren't ever gonna get made. They're not. house yeah I, I i know i said they're not and it seemed like i was gonna follow up with something but alas not today not for you dear listeners um so okay we're gonna start off with a notice i know this isn't the beep, news beep, and update no it's not yeah so we are not going to be having an episode next week so at the time that you're listening to this it's and we Tuesday. know that you're a Tuesday listener. This is 9 a.m. Tuesday morning on the 29th. So, or if you're on, on if you're listening on audio, it's 8 a.m. Actually. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. 8 a.m. for audio, 9 a.m. for video. Go write it down to your calendars, listeners. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I thought it yeah. was the. I was. I thought it was synced up. So, okay, December 6th, no episode. No episode. Um, but uh, yeah. Okay, so. Hey, Claire, do you have a game pitch? I do have a game pitch. Oh, good. I You know, you delayed yeah. a little bit? You paused? I, and I, I was to, like... I was being you, a little, I was being a little goofy know, silly. Do you but not have one? I do have one. I do we have don't one. talk in between podcasts. Actually, listeners. at all. This is actually the only time we talk to each other. Exactly. Exactly. This this uh, 40 minutes or so. <laughs> Just walk around the house and silence all other times of the week. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so my working title is called Fakery. Um, oh, I like, like this already. Combining fake and fakery. Oh, and... I thought that you were going a different direction. Oh, what direction did you think I no, was going I'm in? Kidding. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pulling some of that Great British Baking Show. Ooh, humor. We're in a we're in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> Let me say that. Um, all right, so it's called Fakery. It is a 2D platformer similar to Mario. Those Ooh. who know the Mario Bros. Mar- Mario yep. Bros. Um, like that. Famous and... for their baking. They love cakes. <laughs> no. Um, it's like it's like Mario if you were a baker, I guess. So basically, you are in um, a baking competition. Wow, I wonder where I got this idea. And you're a baker in a competition, but you have to collect the pastries that like have escaped. And the trick to this game is that the the enemies are also pastries. Um, okay. So all so they look the same. So you have to pick which ones. Like if you you know how okay if you play Animal Crossing and there's a shell on the ground and you go to pick it up and you're like oh my god it was a hermit crab so like you could go to collect a pastry and it looks like an eclair but then it's actually a monster. Like so a wait, mimic. hold on. This entire game <laughs> is mimics. Yeah, pastry mimics. The entire game they're just like everything in this uh, every pastry in this game. This game revolves around pastry. And everything in this game, every pastry in this game is it's a, a mimic. mimic. Except for the ones that aren't. And those are the you're ones right, you You're collect. right. But, like, the the entire point is you are, there's tons of pastries and most of them are not actually pastries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And so you, it's wow. timed. So each level is, like, is like a, an episode or a chal- a baking challenge. So you have to get your pastries to the judging table by the end of the episode, the end of the level. And then, um... And so if you don't, then you lose and you have to start the level over again. Each level would have interesting locations. So like some would make sense, like city streets, an actual bakery, but also there'll be an underwater level because it's me. Of course. And um, you can't get your pastry soggy. So mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. in order to, to get to the end of the level, you have to navigate like raising and lowering the water and like, Ooh, I like, putting, that. I like that. putting the pastry in locations where it won't get wet. And then you have to like throw it over like a fence and then dive under and come back out oh this is see this is <laughs> this is interesting mechanics folks there will also be like um over time you're supposed to like kind of learn a little bit more about like how 
to define like to, to kind of tell like oh is that a real pastry or not like like maybe an eclair would never be on a windowsill but pie would so like if you find pie on a windowsill it's probably real but if you find oh. pie like in a bush that's probably not pie i don't know uh, okay i like that so i have a question yeah are noel and matt like little goblins <laughs> that hide all the pastries. Is that what's going on here? Why are the pa- why are you collecting the pastries okay. that you? Yeah, baked? I didn't come up with the why, but you know what? I like this. I like that there's two um, two <laughs> goofy hosts who uh, have have stolen all your pastries and hid them in these in these levels, and now you have to collect them before judging, or okay. you know, you'll be out of the out of the competition. <laughs> Um, I also made a quick note because it is a 2D platformer. I was like, could I actually make this game in Mario Maker or something similar? I, don't I guess know with if the Mario mimics, Maker has like mimics. Yeah, the mimics would be hard. I don't think I could actually do that. But hey, it was a thought. I I should get back into Mario Maker. I what, never finished. I, what you can probably do is they have like the question mark blocks that things can come out of. And I don't know if this is like a feature of it, but like you could just have all the bo- blocks and like either a power up oh. or an enemy could come out and that could be yeah. like the pastry mechanic. The pastries. Yeah, I'd have to look into it. But anyway, I just, I was like putting a little note because I'm like, I should use Mario Maker more. It's really fun. Yeah. Design those game levels. That's what we do here. So that's, that's my game. That's fakery. Wow. I like it. Thank you. I like it. At first, I was a little scared. I was like, everything is a mimic. It's a mimic the game, which is like, everybody hates mimics. I think but... people love to hate mimics. I don't think they really hate mimics. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a poll idea. Let me mark Oh, yeah. Jot, jot that down. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my game. Isaac, do you have a game to pitch to me? I do. So one of the comments on one of our videos on our channel, I got very specific with that one, requested horror game idea. And we love our listeners. We love our fans. We love our interactions, our engagement. So I came up with a horror game. The working title, this has a typo in it, but I'm going to share. It says Flesh from Blown. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be flesh from bone, and okay. uh, so it's B L O N E, and that's pretty fun. I should come up with a game idea for that, but I don't know if you should. But <laughs> I don't know if I want to play that game. But all right, let's hear. Let's hear it. So, flesh from bone is a horror game about a plague of locusts that descend upon this town, city, area. And they are meat eaters. They strip the fresh flesh from the bone is where the title comes from. So you're caught in this like weird infestation and you have to escape from where like this locust swarm is. Pretty generic horror game setup. Like you're in a town, something happens to the town, you have to get out of the town. Okay. Um Locust swarms be Here's here's the unique stuff. Because it's a locust swarm, so you're going to be walking around, and the locusts aren't going to be, like, ever-present. Like, they're not going to be, like, an enemy that you can shoot or anything. It's just every once in a while, there will be, like, a loud droning sound, and that signals that you have to hide in some place that doesn't have, like, a fairly sealed-up mm-hmm. place. And because mm-hmm. locust swarms are a bunch of individual entities, they could sort of act like a liquid. <laughs> okay. And, like, get into some, like, if you, so you have to be constantly scanning your environment for, like, safe-looking places. Because if you go into a house, that might be, you know, fine. But you didn't notice that the window was broken or you didn't notice that it had a chimney or something. And the locust swarm will get into, like, will, will come through the broken window, eat you alive. It'll come down the chimney. Maybe you have to hide, like, specifically in a pantry or something inside the house. Or you have to find a completely different house. And because it's, like, a liquid, like, there's always going to be some small amount of locusts that will find you no matter where you are. But, you know, five locusts, you can just swat them and your character will get annoyed. And where this comes into play is sometimes you find, like, a nice sealed area, say, from the locusts. But there's bad people in there, like either people who are like the government agents trying to cover up a 
a conspiracy gone bad or just people who are taking advantage of the apocalypse to be evil or whatever and maybe like you're fighting them but if locusts are like biting at you you swat one off your face and that gives the enemy enough time to like smack you or shoot you or whatever and you know you have so you have to constantly be paying attention like are there locusts in this room how do i get the locusts uh taken care of before i deal with like the big human threat or whatever uh and the way that you do that is like torches and certain scents and stuff can make like relatively safe areas like if you have a mosquito torch you can carry that around with you for as long as that burns and then once that goes out the swarm descends upon you um all in all this game feels like an idea that once i say the blurb it's just you automatically understand what the rest of the, if you've played games before this just seems like okay this is plague tale okay <laughs> this <laughs> yeah, is plague okay, tale but instead of the about. like the rats can fly <laughs> yeah plague tale but the rat yeah yeah that's kind of what i was imagining while you're describing it i'm like ooh where have i heard of creepy swarms before <laughs> yeah um so i get the 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 thing that sets it apart is like the theming it's not a medieval thing it's still got like the stealth aspect going on um, but Plague Tale, the rat swarms were all kind of very scripted to an extent. It, at least it felt like, I don't know if that's actually true. No, yeah, they definitely were. But this could be like, you have like an area that you have to go through and it doesn't necessarily have to have the locust swarm scripted. It does the loud droning sound that gives you the player the warning like oh crap this is where i need to dive down to and it could it could semi randomly happen and you would just need to lay like bunker down for a little bit before the swarm moves on or there might be scripted events where it, like drives you into the sewer and you have to navigate like underground or it might require you to like even if you saw the obvious path on the outside, the swarm might drive you to take an in inside route. Like you go down into a basement and find out that it was like a uh, one of those uh, what what do they call like the people who think that the prepper It's oh, like prepper, a prepper yeah. ba basement, and they actually have like dug out their own like super long facility that connects to other basements in the area. And you're like, oh, I can get through the town this way. But yeah, overall. Pretty pretty simple game idea. I've probably already talked more about it than the average person would, but I'm trying to fill <laughs> fill time on this podcast. Well, so you said it wasn't set in medieval times. Did you say when it was set? It's like present day? I imagine it's a pretty present day kind of situation. It reminds me um, a lot of Warrior Nun. Yes! Okay, in fact, uh, this is now Warrior Nun, the game. <laughs> okay. Even though locusts uh, did not really eat people. No. In the anyway, spoiler alert for Warrior Nun. There's locusts, and they don't, don't eat think people. That's, that's not like a huge spoiler, really. No, you. No. you it hear might even the be more Warrior. of a more of a teaser. Like, actually, everyone should get. True. Let's. Everyone needs to start watching Warrior Nun right now, or you might not get a third season. So, like, we, watch <laughs> Warrior Nun. We need the third season, people. Even if you just start in season two, great. Like, let's go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, that that seems like it'd be kind of a pretty creepy game. Are you going to see, like, fleshless bodies, like, all over oh, the place? yeah. You're going to yeah. see people getting flesh stripped from their bone. Great. Otherwise known as their blown. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Perfect game. Perfect game. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're actually going to... I don't really know if this is going to even be a honk and bonk, but instead we'll of asking a question, I guess the question we're going to ask is... We're gonna we're gonna say the topic is Pokemon, and the question is why. <laughs> did did Pokemon do it this time? <laughs> why did, did did the new game do it? Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this segment, we're just gonna rant about Pokemon. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, the game design elements of Pokemon yes, specifically. We, we are right? a game design podcast, not a review podcast. <laughs> This is not going to be a review. We won't tell you whether to play it or not. All right. So we, again, do not communicate outside of this podcast. We Never. are in utter silence at all times. So we did not, like, come up with, like, mini segments or anything. I'm going to start off with my first observation game design okay. breakdown. The game 
presents itself, it says, it says to you, you can go anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah. That's and it says, here's two options that you can go to. And then if you go to anywhere but those two options, the game design says, oh, you've actually made a mistake. You should have you should have gone to one of those two places I told you to. And the, the way that it does this, so the game says, go anywhere you want. Then if you, if you, every area has set levels that it's at and you need to be certain levels just to achieve it. So my journey is I go do the first gym that they tell you to. I follow the script. I do what they want me to. Then I go find, uh, there's these enemies called the Titans. They're big Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I fight one of them. It's easy. I'm like, okay, I can go wherever, do whatever I want. So I go to the next closest Titan. Just, it's it's super easy to get to from the one that I was at. It's, like, basically within line of sight. Like, because I'm on top of a mountain, I look down, I see a desert. Oh, there's a Titan down there. I go to that Titan, and it doesn't tell me what level it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just whoops my butt, and it's. I don't so... think the Titans have levels. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. Think well, they do. internally they have levels. They just yeah, don't but... show it to you. Right. But um, yeah, the game in that moment said, "Remember how I said that you can go anywhere? I was not designed to let you go anywhere." Um, yeah. So I'll just like for game design and like how this kind of works. Um, a good example. <laughs> what do you think I'm gonna say? It's Link's Awakening. So Link's Awakening. <laughs> does this in a way where like the world is almost pseudo open where you can walk around pretty much to quote unquote, wherever you want. However, you won't have the skills needed to um, make it to places where you're not supposed to be yet. So like an early, early example is before you get a sword, you, um, you can't cut down bushes. So anywhere where there's bushes, like in the way of you moving to a new location, you can't go there. Right. So it's like, once you get the sword, then you can progress to the new area, which like the game has decided you're probably, if you got the sword, like you've done enough to do the things that are in this area. So you're not frustrated. Like it still might be challenging, but you, you have the skills needed in Pokemon. The example would be having the Pokemon that are like the high enough level, um, to do that and trained enough and whatever. So then the other way to do this would be, and what I kind of assumed happened because I didn't do So I don't know what's going on. I'm playing in French. I have no idea what's going on. And so I didn't know what the first two places you're supposed to go to were. (laughs) And so I just went to two random places and I just got really lucky that they were fine for me. (laughs) But they weren't the easiest ones because I did the easiest gym after. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was like so easy. But um, but what, what I thought it was doing, because the first two things I did were easy, was that no matter where you went, it would alter the level of that challenge. Right. Yes. Would be the other way to do that. Um. So doing it this way where you're too the where you can go anywhere but you're not equipped to be anywhere is kind of an issue as far as like playability. Um so a way they could do that like you get to level up your Vroom Vroom machine, which is a Pokemon that you ride. Yep, your and, Vroom Vroom machine. Yep. And uh you know, it could be like, oh, well, now that you, you get jump first and then now you can jump up the cliffs and then you can do the cliff one and then you get water and then you can do the water. Like, that's how you would do that, in my opinion, to make yeah. it make sense. Which is like, in a way, that's what Arceus did. So Arceus. Yeah, Arceus did that. Yeah, did. So it locked you off from certain areas like it wasn't an open world and that you could go like just leave the village and walk to wherever you wanted. You went to a zone and then inside that zone you would unlock a mount and then in when you rode that mount like that would allow you to get different areas and then you could go to previous zones and that the the new mounts might unlock new areas so classic way to design this kind of open world like it's not open world in Arceus it's open zone in that sense like yeah. you, if there's rivers you can't cross the rivers until you get the swimming mount makes perfect sense the fact that they have these like mount upgrades that basically do the same things. Like one is jump higher, one is boost. Boost is just a generic one. I wouldn't expect that one to like unlock new areas. But like jump higher, I would expect them to have high cliffs that you can only get to the top of with the high jump boost. And like Which that's they how they seal have. off the high level area. Like, I mean that's true. Like they do have that. Oh, I don't know. But I haven't found any. <laughs> yeah, except every, well, you cheat up it. That's why. No, I've only done that like one time, and okay. that was because I was uh, lazy and I didn't want to walk around it. 
Yeah, I mean that's kind of why like I the would path say that... up was literally in line of sight to me, and I was like, ah, you know what? I can like semi land halfway up, so I'm just going to do the backwards jump. A good segue to one of my, I guess, bonks is um <laughs> the way the map is designed. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just being a lazy butt, but like the fact that like when I look at the map, I can't really tell what's a road and and exactly like I can tell there's mountains, but I can't tell how tall they are. So like I'll make a destination and then I'll try to go there and it will literally be just like mountains for days. And I don't know how to get like I just feel lost 90% of the time in this game. So I'm going to say a different thing about the map design that I hate when you so there's actually two things about the map that I hate. This is an open world game where you're kind of I would assume that since you're setting your own goals, you you would be referring to the map a lot. And the map also tells you like what Pokemon might be found in the area. So there is no button to just open up the map. You have to yes, there open is. up. There is. Why? You just press Y. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, I always have to open up the Pokedex and then go to the map. That's um, X. X is no, I do the minus button. So. Oh, yeah, no. Hit, just hit Y and it goes right to the map. Okay. All right, children's game. You win this round. <laughs> okay, so, all right. That is an invalid bonk. Wow, that's, you've played more hours than I have, design. and you're not even... Wow, that's... I tough. have been wow. trying... Because I pressed all the, all the D-pad buttons. Okay, so apparently it's Y, folks. You learn something new every day. <laughs> I, I looked for it, I swear. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay, so you can open up the map easily, but the fact that the map is always oriented, so, like, up is where your character is facing, and it I couldn't find a setting to change that to be, like, a normal map. So, like, every time I look at the map, because I can't transpose things in my mind, it's a new map. I, I can't just look at it and be like, oh, yes, I, I was traveling east, and now, look, at, it's... It's bad for me. I just want yeah. to open up the map. North always well, be up. Even even as someone who can transpose things in their mind, it's challenging. You know, like right? I and, and especially because we're still early in the game, kind of. You know, like we've played a lot, but not like we haven't. You know, we're still playing. So I don't know the area. Like I haven't gotten used to it. And because no. the map turns all the time, I have to look at it constantly. Like I have yeah. no idea where I am in relation to anything else. I thought I one time I thought I literally was going back to the school, and I was on the other side of the map. <laughs> yeah so it, it's tough it shouldn't be this hard to orient it and i've i've never seen i've never seen a map system where the map changed orientation like that i've seen i think mini maps so uh it's always on the screen mm-hmm. it's always up in the corner and yeah. it faces like to match your character's facing but then you go to the actual map and it's always the same orientation. I don't I don't know who asked for this feature. I don't know who designed this feature. I don't know who decided. Yes, the map will orient itself to face the same way as the player when you open it up. No. Stop. Um I'm I'm actually going to dive back, take a step back because okay. I did want to say one thing. Oh, sorry. I about a got... design feature. So, if you are going to have an open world game, that doesn't scale to, you know, your character's skills or abilities, your player's skills and abilities. I don't think that you it should have situations that you cannot escape from. So going back to my example, I fight one Titan Pokemon. I go down to the desert at the bottom of the mountain where the next Titan Pokemon is. I go to fight it, realize I'm severely outclassed. I cannot escape. The only option for me to leave now, now that I've realized, because it doesn't tell me, it doesn't indicate to me at all that this is an extremely high level Pokemon compared to my Pokemon party. It doesn't tell me, you know, way beyond your power. You will not be able to handle this. Uh, I don't get a phone call that says, hey, maybe you should turn around. No, it's the same phone call that you always get when you enter a Titan area and it says, there's the Titan up ahead. Go battle it. So I engage in battle. I do a super effective type move that does a tiny sliver of damage. And then it one hit KOs me from full health with a not very effective move. And I go, oh, I've made a mistake. There's no option to flee. I cannot escape from this battle. 
The only option I have is to watch my entire party one by one get absolutely destroyed by this mega Pokemon. And then it sends me back to the closest Pokemon Center and they heal me up. And they go, oh, shucks, you maybe shouldn't have done that. But if you're going to have like these kinds of obstacles... Let me get away from them when I realize that I'm in. I've I've accidentally stepped in over my head. I I disagree. Like I mean, that's obviously it's true. It's a truth, but I I don't mm. mind that. I think that's fine. Okay. So, um, with me, it happened in the case of the Titan that I'm talking about, right. the, the Quake Titan, and then it happened again to me. I was in an area that was filled with certain types of Pokemon that were like level twenty five. And I have, like, a level 30 party. I cross a bridge. It's got the same types of Pokemon. I talk to a trainer that's immediately across the bridge. And I start fighting them. And they send out, like, a level 55 Pokemon. (laughs) And you can't run from trainers. And so I tried, like, that, I was like, okay, I actually think that I stand a chance. Mm -hmm. Um and I was like, okay, this is this is something that I could possibly do. This is the underdog situation. I know type matchups. I could maybe pull this off. But I got to a point where I had one Pokemon left. I had, like, one revive left. And I was like, oh, I am not yet done with this battle. I have one more move, and it won't finish the battle even if I get a critical hit. So I just let them take me down and beat me. And Okay, that's... Fine. I actually, it was a little frustrating, but it was also like a challenge. It was like, okay, I can do this. Whereas with the Titan Pokemon, it so outclassed me. It outsped everything that I had. So it always had the first attack. It always one shot my Pokemon, whether it was an effect, uh, not very effective, a super effective, or a normal effective move. And any attack that I did get through, like using the priority attacks that are guaranteed to go first, like Aqua Jet did such a tiny sliver of damage that it would have taken me 200 hits to kill it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just doesn't bother me, but Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's it's fast, it's a quick death, and I don't know, like deaths don't really do anything to you in this game. So like it That's really... that's Okay, so that's a honk, I guess. Little consequence for dying compensates for the fact that they have poorly designed the open world in my opinion. That's a bonk, open world They've done it in a weird, bad way, but to compensate Honk, they have designed it so that death is meaningless. <laughs> I think I have I have more positive things to say. Okay, well, hey, it's it's your turn to take the stand. It's my so it is my first time playing a, a mainline Pokemon game, and I do like it better than Arceus, honestly. Um, and I'm trying to think of even like specific reasons why. I'm sure they're they're out there, but. The story, of, I think you like the story feels more coherent. Well, it's just, it's easier not to get bored. I think Arceus was so repetitive that I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm I'm done. Okay. There's like three big tasks going on here. Arceus was literally just like the same thing over and over again. Fair. And it, it, it was set up in literally a way where it was like, catch the same Pokemon 25 times. Oh, yeah. I'll, like, I could not, what's the one called? That was like, find a tall... Oh, find the tall, tall weasel. Yeah, the tall weasel quest from Arceus, if you know, you know. I mean, I literally, I could, I did not want to catch a weasel in this game. I was like, I can't look at them anymore. I don't want to <laughs> do it. I can't do it. Um, so yeah, so I just, yeah, this game is engaging to me more. Um, but one of my biggest honks is I really like the mini games you have to play before you do a gym is this like a thing that pokemon does all the time or is this new because i really like it no no um this this is a new thing um i can't remember sword and shield i don't think normally gyms like are like a puzzle dungeon that leads up to so it's kind of like that. It's just they're doing it in a different way. But yeah, they're doing it in a here's a minigame way. Yeah, basically in order to enter a gym, you have to do some like wild. So far, I've only done two gyms so far, but like they've both been pretty wild tasks. Wild in the sense of like who came up with this and why and how. Um, not wild in that they're hard. I mean, Isaac said there's some harder ones down the line. So, But the two I did were not hard. And it's just it's just fun. It's like a fun little break from like what you're doing. It's since it's different every time, like I said, it keeps you engaged in the game. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. Just I like I like that it breaks up the gameplay. That it's like so different than the gameplay that we've had before. 
I like it. Okay. Um, all right. So my next thing I want to talk about. So we've talked. We've basically talked about gyms. We've talked about Titan Pokemon. Let's talk about uh, Team Star. Team Star. I like this too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bonk this. The characters are fun. I don't think I'm gonna bonk it. I'm just gonna the battles that you do don't feel like anything to me. They say okay. So what it is is that you have this mechanic where you can like send out a Pokemon and it can fight Pokemon without like doing an actual battle. And so they say, you have 10 minutes, defeat 30 Pokemon doing this with only three of your Pokemon. So all it is, is I walk up, I press R three times, it sends out my three Pokemon, they beat up the three Pokemon in front of me while I watch. I move to the next area, press R three times, and I repeat that 10 times. And I do it in a minute and 30 seconds every time. My Pokemon have taken no damage, and then I get to fight the team boss, and I'm like... I think it's fun. I like it. What did I just do? I like it. It feels like a (laughs) minigame to me. I really like it. I mean, I won't deny that it's a mini game, but it just doesn't feel like anything. I don't know. It felt like something when I did it. Okay. So it different fun. strokes for different folks. It was fun to watch my Pokemon just destroy other Pokemon. I was like, good job. <laughs> okay. I guess that is like pretty fun, but I don't know. It's I'm just how like watching ch- a cutscene at what that point. What would you prefer to make it better? To make, how, would, how could they make it feel like something? What would um, be a design element to make it feel better? So because they have this entire base, yeah. what I would do is... All right, so this is basically like the, the script doctor section. <laughs> but all right, so what I would do, they have this whole base, so I would have like different areas within the base that have... Um, I don't know some some level of importance. So like the, the supply depot, the cafeteria, um, and then something themed for the base. And what you would do is you would run in, you would um, throw out some of your Pokemon to like hold off like these massive waves of Pokemon, but at the same time you'd be doing like a battle against like a a um room keeper or something so to use the cafeteria as an example you'd run up to the cafeteria there'd be waves and waves of uh like let's say it's the fire type area there'd be like tons of charmander and then you'd throw out you know your pokemon to hold off the charmander they would have like a battle happening in the background just like it's happening right now but then you'd have to be like the master of the cafeteria in like a triple battle. So the other three Pokemon in your party, you'd send out all at the same time against that guy. You beat him. It like destroys. You've conquered the cafeteria. And once you've conquered the base, that's when the boss comes out. And that would just feel like a little more going on than I am watching my Pokemon just want to walk around. And like, they're not even doing cool moves or anything. They just walk up to each other. And then it's like, Oh, your Pokemon won. For me, I think it's, that would be too much. That would be so much. I would I would not want to play. I wouldn't want to do those. It would be too really? much. Yeah. Interesting. Because you'd have to do multiple. Because, okay, that means that you're doing, like you said, like there'd be like at least three main locations where you have to do an actual Pokemon battle. And then you have to do another battle with the main guy. Uh-uh. No. Uh, so in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's just how normal like gyms used to work. Because that's how it would work. Like you would like the the very first gym for example, was a straight, in the original Pokemon, was a straight path up to the gym leader, but there was two trainers in front of you. So you would battle one trainer, you'd battle the second trainer, then you'd battle the gym leader. Yeah, battling, Pokemon battling, this is like a bonk for Pokemon overall. This is why I didn't end up, you know, getting into it, I think, yet. I think Pokemon battling is my least favorite mechanic in the game. (laughs) And Is it because you don't have the patience to level them all up? No, the only reason I battle is to level them up because I need them to be leveled up. I know. I'm but making know. a funny off a of TikTok. Yes. I'm I know riffing you're off, a TikTok, a off a TikTok. No, it's because I get. I think it's boring for the most part. Not every battle's boring. That's fair. Once you that have like your team, you're pretty much just using the same two moves with each Pokemon that you know work really well, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you know. 
that's yeah. been a, that's been a valid criticism of Pokemon for a very long time, and I, like from the earliest days of Pokemon, people have legitimately taken their starter and just used that in every single battle, ignored the rest of their Pokemon. Like it's it's a playstyle that <laughs> has run. existed. You get to the end of the game, you have a level seventy Charizard or Blastoise or mm -hmm. whatever, and none of your other Pokemon ever do anything for you. Yeah. It feels like a speed run, but like that's that's what people have. Uh, when I first encountered a classmate at like eight years old who had done that i remember being like what are you what are you doing there was a published book that was like a basically a let's play of pokemon but published as a book where they did that and we owned that book wow. and they were talking about like oh you know i had my level 70 charizard versus level 30 things and i would <laughs> only use potions after the battle mystifying to me but yeah yeah it's definitely not that. my play style but it's just the fact that you can yeah sweeping is super easy could the mini games and the weird pre team star battle be them trying to correct this like they're trying to add variation to how the whole battling system is done it might not have landed but for everyone but like kind of seems like what they're doing is they're like removing some of the bat the like unnecessary battling to get you to like do different things yeah yeah i could see that um so i will say two of the gym challenges that i did did necessitate battling no nah. well actually one of mine did too but not 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 a lot that so actually here's another thing to talk about the trainers you don't lock eye contact and they force you to battle every trainer battle is like optional you have to initiate it oh, yeah. you have to walk up and be like hello let us battle yeah in previous pokemon games it was always if the, you crossed eyes with them if they saw you they would little exclamation point they'd walk over to you and they'd say we locked eyes you have yeah. to battle and i've seen people get be frustrated by that fact like if because you, you try to like avoid them at all costs while you play the game like a, like when i watch speed runs of different pokemon games it's really funny that's a fun thing about speed runs like oh we got a spinner coming up we got to time this correctly or oh you know we've got to do some rng manip you won't have any of that in the upcoming speed I run the upcoming really... speed run is just going to be about jank want to see this wait are they doing it they're not doing it for agdq right uh i haven't seen one posted but they're the last schedule that they posted was pre-pokemon and right well yeah i mean um, they changed the schedule but i i don't know yeah i don't know i'm hoping to see it i think we'll definitely see it i don't know if it'll be this in january if it'll be in the summer okay but i yeah. my guess is by summer we'll for sure have one for sure for sure for i can't sure. wait i cannot wait for that yeah. um <laughs> I do think we should probably wrap up this section. So okay, let's just talk about terrestrializing. Yeah, let's talk about terrestrializing, and then we'll because that's the newest uh, game design yes. element of Pokemon. It feels like a whole lot of nothing to me. It, <laughs> Same. It, 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 I don't use it. My opponent. Uh, there was a gym leader who was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna terrestrialize my Pokemon," and then I just didn't terrestrialize mine and just one shot his and he was like ah you got me basically you like crystallize your pokemon and each pokemon has a different terrestrialized type most types that you'll like catch in the wild will be some a type that the pokemon already is so if you have like a flying bug pokemon it's gonna probably terrestrialize to either bug or flying and then whatever its terrestrialized type is when you do use that power then the you know say it's bug then the bug attacks will be stronger in the form when you're yes. in that form now. And then the gimmick is like, Oh, but you could have like a Pokemon that doesn't have, you know, like maybe it's flying bug, but it terrestrializes to fire. Wow. But that only works if you have fire moves, right? It only works if you have fire moves because the only thing that terrestrializing does is it changes your type to exclusively be your terror type. So if you're a flying bug, you become fire type. And then it gives you an extra boost to your terror type moves. So if, uh, again, using the flying bug example, yeah. you are flying bug, you terrestrialize, you become fire type, and your fire type attacks get an increased boost over but what they would get But if you don't have normally. any fire type attacks, then you're, at, then you're, you know, SOL. I do think that every Pokemon with a weird terror type also knows at least one move. Not true. I no? got screwed. Yes, the Strudel I picked up that was ice type has no ice moves, and I tried to teach it an ice move, and it won't learn it. So. Oh. 
It's literally I, I useless. I assume that it learns ice fang at some point because it's literally got the big useless. Teeth. Maybe, but right now it's literally. I mean, the, the shrewdle's not useless, but like the fact that it's oh, it's an ice type. Ooh, cool. It's. Like, I mean, if you come up against a Pokemon that's strong versus uh poison and weak versus ice, or like doesn't do extra damage to ice, you could I use guess. it. I guess I'm just saying. Like so, it's. I see some interesting ideas in the concept. I see some interesting things that you can do with taking a bug flying and making it a fire type or having the option of making it a fire, making it an ice. I think um, a really popular thing to do in like competitive battling for a long time was I, like I had a Tyranitar at one point and it had the move Ice Beam, which is a nice type move. It's a rock dark type. It was just... In case certain Pokemon came up, I would have a defense against them. I could, like, get some damage in on them, even though they would have the advantage. So, like, specifically ground types, because they're weak against ice. If a ground type came in, I would use Ice Beam, and it would do a ton of unexpected damage, because the enemy player would never expect Tyranitar to have Ice Beam. With Terra types, being able to change from Dark ground or dark Rock to Ice and get a super same type attack bonus from that ice beam. Kind of interesting. It like expands the concept that's always been there and gives you a little extra something that you can do, but you really have to pick which Terra types you want for a given Pokemon. Adds another layer to team building. I think at super high competitive level, terrestrializing can be like interesting, but just playing through the game it's a it's a nothing. It's meaningless. It doesn't do anything. You just you sweep like you've always swept. You're just like, okay, normal type gym, here's my fighting type Pokemon. Close combat, three times, gym's over, moving on. No terrestrializing involved at all. I will leave on let's leave on a positive note that okay. they look very cool. They do look cool. They get all shiny, glittery, icy, and uh, they get big hats. They and get a little hat. hats. Everybody loves hats. It's a good. It's a good thing. All right. Well, that's our basically honk and bonk. Our revised honk and bonk. A little bit more of a rant of Pokemon. Um, yeah, but Pokemon hey, design. I, I feel like we broke down. I feel like anyone, any naysayers who said we reviewed too much. Yes, any naysayers out there. There's, there's not calling one. anyone out specifically. Oh, boy. All right. All right. We're going to move on to the rapid fire round. That's where we generate three random words. We have five minutes to make a game out of those three words. That's pretty much how it goes. Isaac, are you ready with the timer? I'm not. Okay. I am ready. Are you ready for me to start it? Yes, I am. All right. Three, two, one, start. Encourage. Serve. Dressing. Encourage serve or serve? Serve. Serve like serve. a serving platter. I'm serving you. Serve. Yeah. Encourage, serve. Dressing. Dressing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I'm out. I don't. I'm trying to. No. Okay. So. Um, like salad dressing? Is that where we're going? I. No. Well, no. I'm thinking of you taking serving and dressing. Combining them, there is a butler involved here. Okay, all right. The yep. butler is encouraging. Are you the butler encouraging your boss? I'm going to use boss instead of master because that sounds better. I think that's how they say it these days. Because oh, is it? I, I actually didn't know because the common picture of butler is like yes, Master Bruce. Master yeah, Wayne, no, I whatever. think there are butlers these days, and I don't think they call any. I don't. I don't know. Okay, good. If you're, if right. you're a butler, let us know. Yeah, write us in, butlers. Um, all right, so butler. I you are are I think encouraging. You play as a butler, and you have to pick the most encouraging phrases. I love this mechanic. I go back to it all the time. You have a choice. You have to pick the most encouraging phrases for like your client, basically. Okay. And the more encouraging you are, the better they do, and the more money you get. And eventually, yeah, so you, you get your own butler. That's the whole thing. You're effectively cheering on your client as they perform something. So let's make it funny. Let's make it ridiculous. This butler cheers on their client who perf who does water horse polo. 
I feel like it could just be a bunch of different activities, right? Oh, a bunch of different activities. Okay. I like Okay, polos, so yeah. game mechanic-wise, how do you know what's going to be an encouraging phrase for your client? You don't. You have to learn by, by trial and error. By trial and error. Oh, okay. So, like, you'll say something and they'll be like, I hate when you talk about my hair. And then you'll never compliment their hair again. Okay. Is there any way, because trial and error can be a frustrating experience for players. Is there any any starter info that you get? Like, oh, do you get like a dossier? I mean, you could, you, we're making this game together, so you can make that right now. You okay, well, I, I'm trying to make it together. I don't want to just say you get a dossier, you know? All right, so you get a dossier. So, okay, you are a traveling butler who gets a bunch of different clients yes. who do a bunch of here different we are, things. Here we are, we got it. You start with a dossier, and that gives some basic information, but as all good games of this type, like, you can stick to the script and just do what the dossier says, like, mm-hmm. word for word. Or you can try to go off of it a little bit based on, like, let's say you get a dossier, you have one conversation with your um, client, and then they go to do the thing. And then based on that conversation, it might give you a little hint that, hey, maybe this client would be even more encouraged if you go a little off the dossier. You take the risk and potentially get a bigger payoff, which is more story beats and, like, the secret ending is based on you hitting these extra levels of encouragement so i'm thinking that this is very this feels very like valhalla like coffee talk style yeah like yes they asked for this kind of drink but you can make a different drink because you know them so well sort of thing so that's my thoughts um i think it's called hold on to your butler hold on hold on to your butler And with one minute and three seconds left on the clock, hold on to your butler. That is a fully designed, randomly generated game, folks. All right. Are you ready for our next three words? Yes. Three, two, one, start. Oh, boy. I don't know. I might have to redo these. But let's Love it, them. folks. Let's, let's just hear them. Let's just hear them. So I'll tell you why at the end. Fame. Fame. Conference. Conference. And this last word is the issue. Do. D-O. Do I've, we've never gotten like a verb that's that's like to be to do do I, I don't know if we can use that word no that's actually a that's that's a gimme because every game involves doing things so like okay, we don't even right. we just have two words we are unlock unleashed from the third one we can do whatever there is no third word effectively all right all right yeah so um conference and what was the first one fame Fame, fame, conference. Um, okay, conference tycoon. Ah, yes, I love it. That's you it. We to... don't need. We don't need to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you just design a conference to get as famous as possible. Bring, yeah. get people in. You famous you design people, the yeah. booths and the advertisements and everything. It's no. I love a tycoon game. I Boom. I know exactly what it is. Uh, you know, like you say it, and I know it's. And it's, it's called conference tycoon. It's called Conference Tycoon. Or no, Tycon. Tycon. Because it's Tycoon Con. Yes, I know. It's amazing. I love it. Three minutes and 37 seconds left. Time, Tycon. I want to play that game. All right. Are you ready for our final three? So the new iOS update. Oh, okay. We're not ready. Has made this actually harder than it needs to be. (laughs) But I am ready now. So three, two, one, go. Rational. Okay. Location. Okay. Flu. Flu? F-L-U, like the sickness. Flu. Rational location flu. All right. This makes me think of like that board game slash computer game pandemic where your job is to make a a disease that gets through various locations. So maybe this is like the the opposite and you're, you're, you're trying to make locations where the disease doesn't go. This is the, this is disease mitigation. Disease mitigation. It's game. a learn em up. It a learn em up that you sold me on this one. Um, is this appropriate for twenty for anything past the year twenty twenty two? I think or it's extra appropriate to create True. a game that teaches people how to not get sick. That sounds yes. fine to me. I think pandemic might be considered inappropriate for this year of our oh, Lord. That's right. Trying to spread a plague across the world. Right. No thanks. What so about this trying is to about mitigate? preventing. 
Yeah, okay. it's prevention and mitigation and oh. the game. And I've actually, I think I've played a pretty similar game, like, in high school or something. Ooh. Um, learn them up. So learn them up. It, yeah, like a legitimate learn them up. Um, like, in, in a class, you made a series of choices. So it's very easy, like that um, one learn them up game that you honked and bonked that time about, like, Uber or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just, like, you make a couple choices, and then at the end, it tells you, like, the results of your choices. Yeah. And it's, like, okay. It's not, like, an extremely replayable game, but for, hey, 40 minutes in a classroom. Right. It's it's a learn them up game. It's to learn yeah. them up. And, you know, you'll, you know, every, once a year, you pull it out, you dust off the CD case, you put it in the CD-ROM. Yeah. Hit, hit it as part of the curriculum. So, like, the options are, it, it just presents a scenario. Like, people are starting to get sick. One of the symptoms is coughing. Do you make a public announcement? Do you, as head of the CDC or whatever, <laughs> make a public announcement? Um, please start washing your hands. Please start wearing masks. Um, do Continue your lives as normal. There's nothing to worry about. Or, like, yeah. option D, A, and B. And then the kid goes uh i don't know do nothing it doesn't seem serious yet and then like then the next sequence because you picked like the wrong choice it's like getting a little worse but you can still get back at it and then you know once you go through all 10 choices it tells you the final result whether the world is doomed or not so what's the name of this we've got two minutes and 25 seconds left um well obviously learn them up kids is right, it right. Learn 'em Up Kids colon Pandemic Edition? No, it's got to be a little more jazzy than that. There, you're right. Learn, learn 'em, 'em up, up Kids fight fight the fight the flu. Okay, Learn 'em Up Kids fight the flu. Time two oh six. Two minutes and six seconds left. Nice. Learn 'em Up Kids fight the flu. The edutainment game for kids. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, that is the end of our show. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter while it lasts at Make That Game Pod. I will not stop making that joke until we know if Twitter is even going to be here. That's um, the problem. It's going to last forever now. It's no. It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Comment below how long you think Twitter will last. <laughs> Ooh, let's make we can a... put money on it. No, we're yeah. not a... No, 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 no. No, no. That was a joke. That was a funny. All right. We also have uh, our YouTube channel at Make That Game. You can find us youtube.com slash at Make That Game. The at symbol, Make That Game, not the word. And please subscribe to us there. That's really helpful for us. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. And you can email us, makethatgamepodcast.gmail.com if you have any ideas about games or if you want us to review a game. Nope, sorry. If you want us to talk about the design specifically about a game, then we'll do that. Yes, <laughs> we don't do reviews. If you want to, uh, if you have words that you want us to make a game about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you heard a game today that you think should exist in this world, we encourage you to get out there and make, make that, that game. game. <laughs>